Hello, and welcome to the Fun Marketing Secrets Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Matt Krause, and your other co-host is Baldwin Burgess. Hello. Today, our guest is Roland Mirter, co-founder of Door Ventures. Roland, could you tell us a little bit about what you do and who you do it for? Sure. Um, so we co-founded Door in uh, 2016. Um, we created the company to solve a very common problem across the investment management industry, and that is the due diligence questionnaire. So the, the due diligence questionnaire um, and process for gathering due diligence information is pretty archaic and um, really hasn't been updated since the advent of email. Um, the questionnaires are in Word and Excel documents and they're passed backward and forward um, between manager research teams, fund analysts and asset managers. And they ask largely um, the same questions over and over and over again. Uh, there's a great deal of, um, of, of overlap and, and consistency in the areas of focus of, of manager research teams. So things around people and process and philosophy and risk controls and compliance and so on um, are, are all really you know, consistently asked. Um, and that's true whether you're sitting in Europe or you're sitting in Asia or you're in the U.S. And whether you're an institution or you're a, a small uh, advisor, um, these are all the, the central areas of focus for, for manager research teams um, looking at asset management companies. And it's a common area of inefficiency, um, whether uh, you're on the asset manager side and you're responding to all these questionnaires um, and you're effectively having to go in and um, draw out the same um, responses to, to various questions. It's very time consuming and, and, um, and, and resource demanding. And on the uh, manager research side, um, it's, it's a lot of work to get the information and put the information into a usable format. Um, analysts are now under a, a situation where they've got to cover more and more. Markets are getting more complex. Products are getting more complex. There's a proliferation of, of ETFs and other things that all need to be covered. Um, and we'd like to see the managers um, and the analysts spending their time much more efficiently and, and focused on value add things. So, you know, in the case of the analysts, um, spending less time gathering information, more time actually analyzing it and thinking about the future and um, getting a, a, a more in-depth uh, understanding of, of what their managers are doing day to day. Um, and overall, you know, as a result of, of you know, using some um, technology um, to, to drive the efficiencies um, we think that what we're, we're starting to see um, is that the, uh, the, the engagement levels are, are much stronger between the managers and, and the manager research teams that, in fact, um, provide a, a much um, more rich environment for the exchange of information and, and engagement. Yeah, it seems like Dord's been a, on a stellar start. So you've, it's, it's not even two years old and it's, it's already being something it's being talked about in the industry. So uh, congratulations, it's been a great start. Yeah. And now when we look at Door, it's so obvious. Yeah, of course we needed a tool like that, but it took a while before someone came up with it. And I'm kind of curious is what, what was your uh, trigger? I mean, what made you get into this business? Because, uh, or were you not alone? Were there several people trying to solve this problem? Tell us a little bit about the origins of Door and how that, how that came to be. 
Sure. So my background's in manager research and due diligence. Um, I, I've got about 20 years of experience in, in this industry overall, but um, the first half of it was uh, performing, performing analysis on asset managers and their products. And throughout my career, I sent lots and lots of these questionnaires, asking the same questions over and over again, and um, trying to understand not only the information from the outset when you first engage with a manager, but how that information changes through time. You know, one of the big challenges for the analysts is um, to, to see the evolution of, of an asset manager, how the process might change, how people come and go, um, how the risk control environment may evolve and, and so on. So, you know, my own background and interest is from, from the buy side um, as a manager research analyst looking at, at managers. Um, the idea for, for Door, um, at least insofar as the standardization of the questionnaire, actually um, began in the um, manager research um, in the manager research community um, in Europe. There's an association called APFI, Association of Professional Fund Investors, that in um, 2015 um, started to think about ways of developing and promoting best practice within the industry. And one of the things that they focused on was um, the, the questionnaire with the recognition that the vast majority of questions that everyone was asking were, were largely the same. Um, why not see about moving from um, multiple questionnaires, um, all with you know, a proprietary logo on the top of each, you know, representing various banks and wealth management units and so on, um, and, and moving toward a common um, standard questionnaire. Um, what was realized um, after a, a year or two is that um, standardization is, is one part of, of the equation. Um, the other part of the equation is digitalization. So if you create a standard um, and it sits as a Word or Excel document, it has a number of different issues. One is that it quickly starts to um, devolve from a standard to multiple standards, right? People start adding questions and it starts to, to change and, 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 and take shape um, in a different form than you may have um, originally intended. Um, secondly, the, the levels of efficiency that you gain with standardization um, alone are, are pretty limited. So um, there was a recognition that it had to be digitalized. There have been a number of um, efforts around the world over the last decade or so to create a standard for questionnaires. Um, and um, I think it's really the element of digitalization that um, has enabled us to, to see the early success that, that we've seen. Um, we've, uh, we've put a, a tremendous amount of effort into um, the development of the questionnaire. We, we spent, um, you know, between our own time um, with, with staff internally, um, as well as um, doing peer review and, and so on, we spent um, in excess of 500 hours um, gathering questionnaires from around the world, um, collating them, um, getting a, an understanding of um, the various elements that, that is, uh, various entities are, are looking at, um, and then organizing that into a, into a very structured and, and, and clear manner. Um, so, you know, there's, there's a lot that, that went into it. Um, we've worked um, at DOOR through what we call a guidance panel approach, um, we've brought in uh, practitioners, um, both from the asset management community as well as from the manager research community, um, to help to shape the, the content of the questionnaire. 
Um, so we haven't we haven't done it alone by any means. Um, we we've reached out to you know, large and small organizations um, and and you know key um, share uh, stakeholders at, at each of those entities to help us to have an understanding of um, what specific things they're looking at and and, and again to help. Um, shape the the content of the of the questionnaire. So, um, the roots of the of the whole thing are in the the, the manager research community, um, and and uh, you know that was the the core of it, and, and we we went from there. And Roland, was it uh, was it difficult to convince both the fund managers and fund buyers to adopt this 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 solution? Uh, not at all. Um, you know, we we found that. Um, the proposition um, is um, r really resonates uh, across the board um, with both asset managers and, and the manager research teams. Um, I, it's very interesting to think about the nature of standardization and when standardization is possible. Mm -hmm. um, we are at a point in time now where the industry has um, evolved um, and that there's a recognition across the board that um, the value add that's um, being um, being uh, contributed by the manager research analysts um, and by the asset managers is not in the the you know the basic core content of the questionnaire. Right there, there was a point in time that perhaps um, several years ago, maybe a decade ago, that the manager research teams would have said. Um, you know, the questions that we're asking are really proprietary, um, they're unique to us, um, they're, they're a competitive advantage. I think there's a clear recognition now that at least for a common set of questions that are at the core, um, that, that all those things are, are, are in common. So um, I, I think the, the reality is that um, this due diligence questionnaire process, you know, what we, what we would term as the legacy process is is really archaic, like I said. I mean, it hadn't changed since when I started in this industry in the late 90s. Um, the, the pain felt on both sides, I think, is, is such that um, the recognition um, for the solution was, was, um, was, was uh, readily, uh, readily seen and, and, and adopted. So, um, you know, we're, we're, we're moving quickly um, with the adoption levels and, um, you know, the. The, the leading common response that I get from the, the manager research uh, analyst that I speak with regularly is, why wouldn't I do this? It's a, com it's a complete no brainer. Um, mm. So we, um, you know, we, we, we think we've, we've got a, a good situation um, insofar as being able to have a common solution for, for a problem that's felt across the industry. Yeah. You know, as an asset manager, I, I'd, I'd spend at least uh, two or three, full working days on DDQs, I guess, you know, checking them, filling them and all those kind of things in the past. That is. And I always had this, this feeling about is somebody actually going to read this, you know, there was always that feeling that I had, especially when you're a yeah. boutique. Is, am, I, is, am I actually writing this for someone? You always, am I, or am I just going through the moves here? So question that I want to ask you is, is it actually a way to track if your questionnaire is actually being looked at? Uh, and vice versa. I mean, I understand that uh, allocators get to see changes and they get to track changes in, in DDQs. But from the asset manager's perspective, can they actually monitor if, if their work is actually uh, being used? Yeah, so it's a good question. So um, we've built DOOR um, on the 
same basic um, permission structure that is in place today. Okay. So door is not an open database insofar as a analyst having the ability to come in with a username and password and, and go in and see everything that's available there. Um, the asset managers very early on in this process um, said that they were more than willing to provide detailed deep dive due diligence information to their clients, um, but weren't comfortable in putting it into an open format where non-clients as well as their competitors and, and others might see the information. So it's important to recognize that on door and an analyst goes, makes a request um, for access to a given questionnaire and then the asset manager sees who makes that request and they release that, 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 that information to them, right? It gives them access to it. Um, as you suggested, Baldwin, um, the, the analyst receives ongoing access to the information. So they see the information not only as a one-time, here's the information as it is today, but they receive access to the information as it, as it changes and, and evolves, which is very important. Yeah. Um, because if you're a manager research analyst, you know, to your, to your point, um, about, you know, does anyone actually look at it? Um, people look at it initially. Um, but, but ultimately, um, the, the question for managed research analysts is, has this information changed and therefore should the thesis that I originally started with, um, evolve or is it being disproven? Right. So um, the intention of DOOR is to assist managers first and foremost with ongoing monitoring and due diligence. There's an assumption that they already own a fund, that it's something that's on a recommendation list or it's in a discretionary portfolio or whatever the case may be. And they want to ensure that the original thesis that they had in the purchase or allocation to that fund um, continues to, to hold. Oh, so it's skewed more towards monitoring rather than the actual selection, right? It, it, it is, yeah. Okay. And, um, and, uh, and, and the, the challenge there is, right, uh, Delta um, is figuring out, okay, um, we made this allocation at, at a given time. Um, these are the things that were in place. Um, this is what we were, what we were focused on and, um, and, and what we thought was the case. How, how has that changed through time? And, um, you know, that's, that's absolutely key. Um, for the asset managers, to your, to your question, um, th there's some level of, of understanding of, of how that information is, is, um, is used, um, you know, not at a, at a, at a deep level, um, but, um, you know, there's, there's certainly um, a, a better sense than there is today um, when, as you say, you're not sure. Yeah, today I have just no idea. That's the thing. Actually, that's actually that's reading it, right? I mean, at least you know it's it's been received and, and that updates come through. Um, there's also something interesting that I didn't mention. You know, the standard questionnaire um, is intended to cover the common set of questions that that the vast majority of manager research teams um, are looking at. Mm -hmm. There's also functionality on door to ask supplemental questions. So in the event that the, um, the robust set of questions that are available, um, um, the, the, there's something that's missing from that set. You know, I, I always joke, um, you know, if, if the manager research analyst wants to know the color of the portfolio manager's eyes or um, wants to know shoe size or whatever else it may be, um, they can ask those questions in a private mm -hmm. manner 
um, to the asset manager about a specific fund or any, any, any element of that fund. So the That's idea- direct dialogue. That yeah, exactly. The idea here is core and explore. Um, so I, I think what we've seen is that um, the, the questionnaire is sufficiently robust um, and, and covers um, everything that people are, are looking for. Um, but there are situations where people ask additional questions. And what we've seen from the asset managers as well is that, um, that the supplemental questions help them to have a clear understanding of, of very specific things that, they're, um, that their clients are looking for and, and are focused on. Um, that plays through to the, uh, the relationship managers at the, at the asset management companies uh, who you know, can have an understanding of um, the specifics of, of what a, a due diligence analyst is, is looking at um, and, and to be able to you know, better um, articulate um, the, the responses to those questions in particular um, and, and to, to help you know, shape um, the, the way that they um, are, uh, are, are delivering the, the message and, and information about, about a given product. And uh, Roland, from uh, not, not, on, not door particularly, but just DDQs in general, uh, from, from an asset manager's perspective, when is filling out a DDQ more work than it's worth? When is it more work than it's worth? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, we, we, we certainly think that there is an element of redundancy in, in the responses to the questionnaires. Um, mm -hmm. And there is a balance between the usefulness of the information on the manager research side and um, an element of check the box, right? So there is some asymmetry certainly between the amount of work um, in the legacy approach um, that, a, that, a, that an asset manager has to do to satisfy a given um, request from a manager research analyst, right? So I may, as a manager research analyst, send a questionnaire and, and do that as a matter of course, and effectively, you know, checking the box, um, and it may take the, the asset manager a tremendous amount of time to respond to it. The problem is for the asset manager, they're never really sure, are they? Um, if it's a client, then um, they feel compelled to provide that information. Um, and, you know, whether or not it's of, of, of value is, um, is, is difficult to see from the outset and, and, and doesn't, um, doesn't really weigh in on, on their decision to do it or not. You know, they're, they're driven by the client's um, re request and, and that's sort of just the way it plays out. Um, we, we think the door naturally is a, is a way to um, help to, to balance that workload. Um, you know, effectively what's happening is you're filling out uh, one questionnaire, responding to the standard questionnaire and then able to provide that to, to hundreds if not thousands of, of inquiries. Um, you know, offsetting things. So, um, you know, I, it, it's an interesting question because th th there is an imbalance. Um, you know, the, the amount of work that gets done, that gets put into these questionnaires um, is, is tremendous. And um, the, the usefulness of them on the other side and, and the level of, 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 of use and, and whether or not they get read, as Baldwin said, um, is, is not always clear from, from the asset manager's perspective. So, um, you know, we, we, we try to ensure um, that, the, that, the, that the usefulness of the information is, is, is high because it's in a format that's 
um, that's clear and it is um, readily comparable and it's um, trackable and so on by the managed research team. So we think it's more likely they're actually going to read it and and, um, and and follow things closely than if it's in a you know, Word document that that gets sent back and has to be printed out and, and what have you. Mm. I'm also quite curious to, to see um, about those creative and unusual due diligence questions. Uh, you know, the quality of due diligence is all about the quality of the questions. Have you seen, um, I mean, have you seen new types of questions arise? Uh, because now you have a standardization and, and fund management, fund manager selectors are sharing these questions. I've, have you seen the quality of questions improve since you've started door? Is there something about that? Yeah, I think that the quality of questions has certainly gone up. Um, the quality of the responses has gone up. So the dialogue mm -hmm. whole has, has gone up, um, which is cool, right? So um, you know, what, what we recognized in the process of developing the questionnaire is that, um, well, first of all, as I said, with this guidance panel approach, we, we had the manager research analysts review a, a template of questions they went through and said, okay, we, we think that these are very important questions or useful questions or you know, not useful questions. We then turned those questions over to the asset managers, the, mm -hmm. you know, in particular the people who, who respond to these questionnaires um, to get a sense of whether or not they actually understood the questions, whether the questions um, could be answered um, or you know, if compliance, for instance, wouldn't allow them to answer them or, or so on. So um, the right. clarifying um, process that we went through to ensure that the, that the questions were good ones and that they were clear to the asset managers has, has, raised, the, has raised the dialogue. Um, I think in aggregate, we've seen a, a, um, you know, greater focus on um, Certain area, certain areas in recent times than, than we had in the past. Um, we um, we created the standard questionnaire with the idea that it would continue to evolve through time. Um, you know that it's not static; that it's that's a living document. Um, that as um, new questions come on, they may be those supplemental questions that people are comfortable in releasing to the to the common set, or they may be other things that the community raises as, as of interest. Um, we, we take that, um, that set of questions or that, that area of focus and, and, and incorporate it into the standard questionnaire. So now um, with the questionnaire um, being out in the, in the world for um, the last uh, nine months or so, um, the first area that we're going to expand is in um, diversity and inclusion. Um, so we've had a number of manager research analysts and asset managers raised to us the importance of, of diversity and inclusion and, and topics related um, uh, to it um, and um, you know, want to see ways of, of, uh, of understanding that, um, that area more specifically and um, to, from the manager research perspective to gauge what the asset managers are, are, are doing. Um, so you know, we, we will expand, um, ex expand uh, the question set on, on the standard questionnaire to, to include, you know, diversity inclusion. Um, we would expect, um, you know, ESG through time will continue to grow and evolve. Um, things around risk continue to grow and, and evolve. So, um, yeah, the, 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 the depth of the questions, um, I think gets, gets more intense. 
Um, but we continue to see also just with the evolution of the, of the industry and the market um, yeah. expansion of, of the types of questions that are being asked. Mm -hmm. Roland, I'm, I'm looking at an article that you wrote some years back. It was for City Wire Selector. And the article was called The Tough Questions to Ask Fund Managers. In that article, you, you recommended that fund selectors ask fund managers the question, what do you see that others do not? Do you think that fund selectors, do they ask that question often enough? And if not, you know, why aren't they asking that question? What's, what's holding them back? Um, I, I think ultimately, particularly for active managers, the, that, is the, the, that is the central question that, that needs to be asked, right? So to outperform the market, you, you need to um, have a manager that is both observing something that's different than what everyone else is doing to go against the consensus as well as um, have the ability and, and um, wherewithal to, to act on it. Um, I think that increasingly um, what we're seeing with active share or um, degree of investment freedom or, or other ways of thinking about active managers that people are, are, are um, people, when I say people, managed research analysts are moving in, in that direction. Um, it's a very, very difficult thing to, to assess. Um, uh, but ultimately I think that that's where um, where the rubber hits the road with, with active management. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I think that the, the manager research analysts are becoming more and more sophisticated. I think they're becoming more thoughtful. I think their processes are, are changing and evolving. Um, they're becoming, in, in some ways, more systematic around um, how they think about managers. Um, but, um, you know, that, that, that question is as difficult um, on the manager research side as the question of how do I produce alpha um, on the manager side, right? Those, those, are, those are sort of the, the, equivalent, um, the equivalent questions. Um, some cases, you know, for the manager research uh, analysts, um, it's about digging through the nuances, right? So the, the questionnaire, the standard questionnaire is going to provide some level of information and and background, but I still think that your direct interaction when you can have it with the asset manager is exceptionally important and figuring out, um, you know, the consistency of the information that you're receiving between the questionnaire and um, what it is that the manager says is very, very important. But sometimes you're specific to your question, Matt, um, figuring out what a manager sees that, that others don't is really predicated on, some bit of nuance that they have in their background or their experience or the way that they look at the world. Um, one of the things that, that comes up, and, and this, may, um, this may, be, may take place more often than, than we think, um, one of the, the prime examples that I have in mind is um, interviewing a manager, um, this is probably 10 years ago, um, who is managing an emerging market debt portfolio and um, you know, having prepared ahead of time for the meeting, I went through their, that person's bio and I saw that he had studied um, French literature from, I, I don't remember precisely the time period, but you know, 16th century French literature or something of the sort. And, um, and during the interview with him, I, I started asking questions about, well, can you tell me about what you, what you learned? What did you study? And he, he was a bit um, anxious about it, right? He didn't necessarily want to, 
talk about what he had done that seemed to be not uh, focused on investment and, and um, you know, perhaps not um, uh, a very clear um, avenue of study for someone who's running the portfolio. But I, I continued to, to ask and try to understand um, what his perspective was and, and, and so on and, and, and how that was influences, influencing his thinking. And come to find out, he had a very detailed framework and understanding of, of how relationships between sovereign states worked and, and how debt structures worked and um, a, a range of other things, um, not from a purely academic perspective, but from the perspective of how um, feudal uh, uh, environments um, evolve through time and, and, and relationships between um, various, you know, uh, sovereign states and, and so on and so forth, which I think very much informed the way that he was thinking about things. Um, so, you know, as I was talking to him and, and had interviewed, you know, probably 25 emerging market debt managers um, you know, within a few months of, of talking to him, I realized he had a different angle and perspective, and it was because of that background. So, mm -hmm. so I think, you know, increasingly in this industry, um, we see people – um, who may not have a straight and perfect um, background um, in terms of academic study and so on, um, excel. And um, I would urge, you know, manager research analysts, um, and in fact, asset managers, um, asset managers when they're hiring portfolio managers and manager research analysts, when they're looking at asset managers for, to look for something different. You know, what is it about this person's background? What is it about the way that they think? What is the, to my point about diversity and inclusion, what is the, the cognitive diversity within this organization um, or this, this team that enables them to understand something the way that others don't, right? So with um, artificial intelligence, with machine learning, with big data and all these other things, there've gotta be human nuances that, um, that really draw to focus um, the key elements of, of of humanity and, and, and what it is that, um, you know, makes the market, which is very much a human construct, um, something that, uh, that, a, that a machine can't possibly know everything about and, and, and project everything about. Um, so, you know, we know in, in terms of building door and the standard questionnaire and so on, um, we don't have any intention of, for instance, building an AI machine and, and what, whatnot. We, we, we don't think that it's sufficient um, to, uh, to simply gather the information. It's necessary to have the information. Um, it's necessary to monitor the things. It's necessary to collect it. We, we've made it much more efficient to do that. Um, but it's not sufficient to do that, right? We, we, need, we need humans um, to, to have involvement here. Um, and, I, and I think, um, you know, the, the ability to isolate things that are different and, and unique is, is a skill set that, um, that manager research analysts should, should be trying to hone and, and shouldn't shy away from things that are, that are different and diverse. Okay. Yeah, and I guess with DOOR, what you're also doing is you're streamlining the process so everybody gets more time to have those conversations, right? That's really what the – so with this technology, you're actually facilitating a more analog interaction, I guess, between – managers and their selectors yeah I, there's just way too much time spent in trying yeah. to gather information right in putting together a word document sending that out getting it back i mean literally baldwin when, when i started doing this 
it was, it's the same exact, <laughs> it's the same exact process that the guys are using today at big global banks, right? I'm not, not talking about, um, you know, small organizations that don't have resource. I mean, big global banks, um, you know, 20 years ago, we, we didn't have the iPhone. We didn't have, we, we didn't have lots and lots of technology. Now you've got self-driving cars and whatnot. Mm. People are still sending out Word and Excel documents through email asking the same yeah. It's crazy. I it's know. crazy. And um, yeah, we, we think streamlining that process and giving analysts more time to, to do the analysis, um, to think about these things, to, to try to find the differences, mm. um, to look at Delta as opposed to, you know, looking at the same response over and over again. And then on the asset manager side, we found that this is really a great way for them to engage with their clients. It's, mm. um, it's much more robust than, than what they've done uh, in the past. Um, it, it, we are, we've been, res- we've been really surprised at the level um, that the asset managers had originally um, started with a, a re in reactive mode, meaning that, um, you know, they had traditionally received a questionnaire from a given manager research analyst, and now they started to receive that request on door and they, and they you know, released that information or, or provided access to that information on door. That, that was step one, um, which is, you know, the core proposition here is, is, is all about efficiency. But we realized very, very quickly that the asset managers on door saw this as a way to not only create efficiencies, but to create higher level of engage, engage, engagement and more effective engagement. So they are proactively reaching out to their manager research analyst clients um, who aren't using Door and, and promoting it, saying, hey, look, here's, here's how we want to provide you with information. We want to be more transparent. We want to provide um, more in-depth information to you. We, we want to give you as much as we possibly can so that you can understand what we're doing. Um, and, and we think that this is the mode, um, the mode of doing it. And it's, um, it's having a really interesting series of impacts um, across, across asset management companies, you know, not only, um, the, again, the efficiencies of, of the questionnaires, but also um, the client relationship management teams, the sales teams. Um, they're, they're finding really interesting and unique ways to, to use Door to, help bolster um, what they do and, and create better relationships with their clients and um, to have a, you know, a better sense of, 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 of what their clients are, are interested in and, and, um, and how to engage with them. So, um, you know, it's a small, uh, seemingly small and, and, and simple um, solution, but I think in, in many cases, as, as with other things of this sort, you know, we've created it to solve one problem and, um, you know, more and more of the users come back to us and they say, actually, um, it can be used for this and it can be used for this and it can be used for this, which we're, we're of course, thrilled about. But um, you know, didn't really at the outset think that that was um, necessarily going to be the direction that things, things were taken. So, so we're, we're happy to do that. And, um, and again, I, I mean, you know me, uh, Baldwin, we've known one another for, for a while. Um, I think that um, you know, the, the, the human element here um, cannot be um, cannot be overemphasized. You know, we, we don't think of ourselves as, as a technology company. Um, we try to shy away from you know, conversations about fintech and these other things because I, I don't think that's it, right? I mean, to, to me, it's you know, the technology is cool. 
um, but it, it's purely a tool and um, your technology plus the human element is, is really what we're, what we're geared towards and we're trying to make humans more effective, um, not necessarily machines more effective. So yeah, Roland, I'm totally on the same page as you that technology makes us more powerful as humans. You know, that's, that's not, not the other way around. I'm, I'm with you on that one. I'm just wondering, maybe this is irrelevant, but there's, there's another article that you, um, that you wrote. And I know that's at the core of your beliefs is that you don't have to follow the crowd. It's really about, you know, we, we all kind of got stuck in the comeback when you have a hundred million and at least a three, preferably five-year track record kind of thing. Right. And, and I know it's, it's um, there's operational reasons why you can't consider small funds, obviously for allocation purposes, but I, I don't know with, with, uh, those nine months or those 10 months at door, have you seen that, uh, is there any value for a boutique manager that they can already establish a log of how they're evolving? Has that made a difference where you can actually monitor a manager from his birth as, as they evolve? Is, yeah. is there any, um, has there been any benefit around that? Because this is a question that's close to my heart because as you know, I've set up a few funds in my life and it's those, it's those first three years that are just horrible. You know, you fill out questionnaires, you know, like, you're, we're probably not even going to make the cut, but we're doing this. So we practice and all these kind of things, right? So I'm just yeah. curious to hear what you have to say about that. No, you're, you're, that, you're, you're right. I mean, something I didn't mention is um, that we're very, very proud of in, in what we've done is, um, is created um, an equal playing field in many ways. Um, we right. think of, of doors democratizing information and democratizing access. So if you are today a great big asset manager, and we can think of lots of those um, that has you know, teams of, in some cases, 30 and 40 and 50 people filling out questionnaires, um, you are at an advantage relative to a, a startup where you know, if you're a boutique and you've got a couple hundred million in assets or you've got less than hundred million and you know, you've really got a great idea and you, you really can demonstrate um, that you're different and, and that you're, you're adding value and so on, but you're five or six people in the shop, that means that on the weekend, the chief investment officer or the COO or the portfolio manager, someone's got to fill out a questionnaire. Yeah. And, um, you know, to, to your point earlier, you're not always sure if that's the best use of time. Frankly, you know, wearing the manager research um, manager's hat, uh, manager research analyst hat, I don't want my managers filling out questionnaires. I want them focused on um, running the portfolio, particularly when they're a boutique, right? So we think that the standard questionnaire on door gives a boutique asset manager the ability to put their best foot forward, um, to, to articulate their investment process, their philosophy. Um, frankly, in, in some cases, this is another thing that, that's come up uh, several times with asset managers. We, we give them uh, a framework for how they're going to be understood by manager research analysts, right? They, mm -hmm. they um, now see all the elements that the manager research analyst is going to look at and they can structure their thinking around it. And our hope is that for that boutique who is young and up and, up, up and coming, but um, has a great deal of potential, they can respond to the standard questionnaire one, one time, they can maintain the information there, and they can provide that information to every, every inquiry that they get. Yeah. Um, you know, so in lieu of spending 
and, and you know this, Baldwin, I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot of commitment. It's eight hours, 10 hours, 12 hours of time to fill out a questionnaire. Instead of taking that, um, that set of, of, of responses and, and cutting and pasting and reshaping and, and reforming. And mistakes get made with that. I mean, at, uh, you know, when you start cutting and pasting off a template, you're going to make mistakes. And that's just, that just disqualifies those eight hours just by one stupid mistake because you're too tired. That's yeah. just happened. <laughs> yeah, so we, we, we you know, we're, we're happy that this democratization yeah. is taking place. I, I'll also just say briefly on the manager research side, it's the same thing, right? So, you know, I, I'd worked at a big global bank and, um, you know, the level of responsiveness from the asset managers is very high. We got thorough responses and, um, you know, that's, that's true for many large uh, pools of money that are asking questions of asset managers, but... Um, there are also smaller pools of assets um, being run by um, just as sophisticated people for clients ultimately who are just as important. And um, yeah. you know, we think that they deserve the same kind of information um, as, as the big shops do. Um, the, the, the other thing that I didn't mention is that um, we've inverted the economic model for door. Um, we don't think in this day and age with Google and, and other, um, you know, other, other sources of, of information um, that people should be paying for information on the product that they own. So um, information is ubiquitous. Um, it, it's, it's out there. Um, so we don't charge the manager research analysts um, for using door. It's, it's available without cost. Um, the asset managers pay a subscription fee uh, you know, based on their, their AUM. So back again to the, um, idea of democratization, you know, a, a boutique pays very, very little um, relative to a, a large asset manager. That's uh, fantastic. Big, big AUM and uh, has a lot of, you know, resource required and, and, and has uh, the ability to gain efficiencies. From that is, that is fantastic. Actually. Yeah. That, that's, um, that's enormous because yeah, if, if you've probably seen boutiques in boutiques, there's a, there's not much room for nice to have in the beginning. It's a crazy, it's a, it's a crazy adventure. You're, you're like basically pinching pennies to the, until you get to that three years. It's true. It's, it's, that's very good. Yeah. Roland, thanks a lot. We've been, uh, we've been at this for almost an hour and, uh, so, you know, I, I think it's, uh, I congratulate you. It's kind of the culmination of, uh, it's, it's, it seems like the right kind of culmination of, of, of your track record in this space. And I think um, I'll leave this podcast with a, I'm feeling pretty good about the impact that doors having on the industry. Uh, so um, it's probably a space to watch before we go, Ronald, where Roland, where should people uh, look for you? It's a, is it doorfunds.com, right? Yeah. Doorfunds.com. Um, so we're, we're doing some revamping of the website now. Uh, the, the, um, the, uh, the address will be guide to door.com. Okay. Um, but um, yeah, doorfunds.com works um, from time being. And uh, that's a very good website. It's very clear. You have two doors you can walk into and it's pretty clearly explained all of it. So congratulations for that as well. Thank you very much. All right. So, appreciate, uh, appreciate the conversation guys. It was, uh, it was good, good to chat with you and um, appreciate it. Yeah. The opportunity to explain what we're doing and um, and, to, and to share the idea. We're we're thrilled to thrilled to have the opportunity. Yeah, well, thank, thank you very much for your time. Thanks, Roland.
Thanks, Joel. I'll see you soon in Berlin. In yeah, cool. Looking forward to it. <laughs> Likewise, man. Take care.